Buckle up, everyone. You are strapped in and ready for the Insurance Hour with me, your host, Carl Sussman, the voice helping you navigate the world of insurance. Insurance is not complicated. It really isn't. There's a lot of misunderstanding about what insurance is, and that's why I'm here. I want you to understand what insurance is, what insurance isn't, what your expectations for a policy should be, keeping you informed and insured one hour at a time. Let's talk about insurance. Hello, hello, everybody. Here I am, Carl Sussman, your host of the Insurance Hour. It is high noon in a few minutes, and here we are on KZSB, 1290 AM and 96.9 FM, where we are going to talk about insurance live on Tuesdays at noon. You'll get to hear it again at 7 p.m. tonight if you miss some of it. It'll also replay Wednesday, 6 a.m., Saturday, 7 p.m., and again, Sunday at 1 p.m. So you have your opportunity to find me many a days. And I do want to hear from you. So reach out to the station anytime with any questions or comments. You can reach me at carl at am1290kzsb.com. Or, of course, there is the good old telephone, 805-564-1290. All right, now all of that's done. We have got a very interesting show today. Very interesting because I'm going to be walking this tight wire between what I really want to say and all the information I want to give you and what I I feel is is, uh, appropriate for me to give you. So I'm going to start out by telling you a quick story and then I'm going to give you, I'm going to try and separate the fact from the spin from the fiction, right? No politics, none of that, just information that you need to know. All right. So let's start out and say that you you might use email, right? Most of us do. So let's just to say you're emailing up and back with a friend, a colleague, business partner, doesn't matter. And you're sending information back and forth and back and forth. The the anticipate not the anticipation, the expectation, I should say, is that those emails are between the two of you, right? I dare say sometimes there might be an email or two that you want to be sure is definitely just between the two of you. Uh, what if all of a sudden you found out that a block of those emails up and back in your conversations were grabbed and made public? And then not only did they make those public, they they took that information and tried to make a point. They took that information and they spun it to say certain things about what you were talking about that are simply untrue, literally just untrue, not supported by the emails. Well, I suspect if this happened, one, you'd you'd be thinking, who cares about my emails? But aside from that, you'd be pretty annoyed. Now, something along these lines has happened recently in our state and having to do with the insurance industry. And that's why I want to talk about it today. There were some email conversations going on between some people that a uh, and again, I'm going to keep all names out of all of this. People just need to understand the situation and not necessarily the players. If you really wanted to get more specifics from me, then shoot me an email or give us a call and I'll talk to you offline. So there were some email conversations that were going on between some folks having to do with these regulations you may have heard about that were going to help open up the insurance market in California. Again, you may remember, (laughs) you probably know that uh, we are having quite a bit of trauma trying to get insurance companies to be able to offer coverage and stay solvent. We want both of those things, obviously. And so someone got a hold of these emails and published them and wrote an article. And this article 
make some statements. Now, I'm going to read the statements to you, and then I'm going to tell you what about it is true and what about it is false. So I'm going to start out with the first one right here. And it seems fairly self-explanatory, meaning it doesn't seem like it should be something that would require a lot of, I don't know, what's the right word, interpretation. But anyway, here it is. It says, this is from the article that was that was uh, published, that insurers would be allowed to meet the commitment by offering bare bones policies to the public, the type of policy homeowners already have access to under the California Fair Plan. This is something that's alleged in this article that was written. Well, it turns out that if you read the emails, because this is the best part, they attached the emails for all to read, not bad enough that they they grabbed them, but they published them for all to read. If you read the emails, it doesn't say that. It literally doesn't say that at all. So that was the first thing that jumped out at me because I read the uh, I read that headline and I thought, well, that's interesting. I'm not aware of anything along those lines being uh, having been discussed. This was uh, probably about two and a half, three months ago. Again, when there were some discussions going on to try and find ways to alleviate the uh, homeowner and fire insurance um, shortage in California, and so. Now, uh, that's that's the first point that jumps right out. So they're literally saying something that is not supported by the documents. And and I don't know, call me old fashioned. That just bothers me. If you're going to write something and you're going to cite a source, I, I, I would even dare say a stolen source, you're going to cite a source, at least make your comment supported by the source. And in this case, it just was not. That was point one. The second point in there said, that the insurance commissioner could waive the 85% commitment to sell more home insurance in wildfire prone areas if it claims it cannot meet that commitment. Now, just a little bit of background. What was being discussed in part of these uh, discussions was a way to try and get more homeowners insurance availability out there, which is a good thing. We all agree. Now, right now, would you like to know what percentage insurance carriers are required to sell in wildfire-prone areas? You want to take a guess? Anyone? Anyone? Bueller? Bueller? Uh, the answer is zero. There, there, there is nothing on the books. There is no law. There is no regulation that says that an insurance company has to try or has to write insurance in high fire zone areas. So, this this particular portion of the regulations and that they were talking about was had a provision that said that the insurance industry would commit to 85% being written in high fire in in 85% being written in these high fire zones now that's a lot that is huge and the point this article was trying to make and again incorrectly so was that the insurance commissioner could waive that if he felt or she felt like it well here's the problem first of all there is only so many there there are only so many places that are considered high fire at some point they're all going to be written so if you've got 100 insurance companies and let's just say 75 of them end up writing up to the, writing them all what's going to happen with the rest of them well, obviously, they won't be able to make the commitment because there are no more homes that fall in that category of high fire zone areas, right? So it wasn't written, it wasn't being put into these potential regulations 
because it was something that the insurance commissioner was going to just put in the regs and wave. It was because it is literally impossible for every insurance company to potentially write that same percentage because there are only so many homes out there. On top of that, I kind of find it a little bit uh, hard to swallow that any regulation that puts the insurance commissioner in charge, because again, even the article's quote says may waive this requirement as a bad thing. I mean, we elect the insurance commissioner. He's there because we've decided to have him there. And because we've elected to have him there, don't we trust him to do the right things? It kind of makes sense to me. Uh, that That's a good thing. The regulation that they're talking about, by the way, in case any, uh, any other insurance nerds are out there, it's regulation 1861.055H, paragraph H. Uh, and this is provided that an insurance company shows that it literally cannot make that portion uh, of the commitment that the insurance commissioner does have the ability to basically say, okay, if you can't do it, you can't do it. As long as we can see, and as long as you've proven to us that you cannot do it. And again, this is something that the insurance commissioner maintains complete control of. This is the guy we elect to take care of us. This is the guy that in California and based on previous regulations like Prop 103 made it an elected position. Previously in, in, in many other states, the insurance commissioner is just, it's, it's just a position that the governor assigns. California, because of Prop 103, makes it an elected position. So this regulation would have potentially simply given that elected official more control, which I think is a good thing. All right, there's a lot more that I want to talk about with all of this, but let's take a quick break. Remember, you are listening to Carl Sussman on the Insurance Hour. This is KZSB 1290 AM and 96.9 FM, and I'll be back in a flash. The Insurance Hour with me, your host, Carl Sussman on KZSB Santa Barbara, 1290 AM and 96.9 FM. I'm live every Tuesday at 12 o'clock PM, replay at 7 o'clock PM, and you can hear it again Wednesday, 6 o'clock AM, Saturday, 7 o'clock PM, and Sunday, 1 o'clock PM. Welcome back. Welcome back. This is Carl Sussman, your host at the Insurance Hour. What do you think of that music? That that just kind of makes you want to groove a little bit, doesn't it? So, yeah, there it is. There it is. Bring it up a little bit. It kind of makes you want to shake that booty a little bit. Or at least it does me. Probably best that you can't see that I'm doing it. Anyway, again, this is the Insurance Hour with me, Carl Sussman. This is KZSB 1290 AM and 96.9 FM. All right, before our break, I was going over some information and misinformation and really poor spin on some emails that were, I, I use the word loosely, stolen, obtained. I'm not an attorney. I'm not trying to uh, make something that doesn't exist, but I'm going to go under the auspice that these particular emails were not meant to be made public, right? Let's leave it at that. And these emails were turned around and uh, an article was written, use and cite and use these emails to cite certain things that they claim were being discussed when they actually weren't. Some were literally not said at all, or they were said to the contrary. Kind of makes you wonder, actually, where 
when we in this world we live in of fact checking and what's a fact and what's not, where if you see an article written and there's a source, how many people actually click over to check the source? And of those people that actually move over and check the source, how many of them really read it and see if it's matching what it's supposed to say based on the source that it was linked to? I don't think many people do. I mean, I was thinking that when I went over and read these these source emails because I thought, wait a minute, these just don't match what they're saying and they have the nerve to link to them. Anyway, let's get back in. There is another section, uh, another heading that was given in uh, this in this post, in this article uh, from these emails as source that said, and I'll read it, that even if met, the 85% commitment does not require insurers to offer homeowners the standard homeowners insurance policies required under California law. Insurers can reach the 85% by choosing to take policyholders out of the California Fair Plan and sell them only bare bones policies offered by the fair plans. In other words, they could meet their commitment uh, by homeowners, but they would be stuck with limited high cost policies like they have now with the fair plan, blah, 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 blah. This is just straight out wrong. Uh, the whole, uh, the, the concept of the California fair plan is people go there when there is a policy that's not available in the private market. And what some states do, like Florida, for example, is they have a process to try and get people out of their, it's called citizens, their insurer of last resort, their, their association of last resort. And what happens is every year, every few years, I'm not 100% sure off the top of my head, um, the industry will check the policies that are with citizens and see, is there an admitted insurance company? Is there an insurance company, a private carrier that will offer coverage for this particular risk. And I believe that the swing is 20%. So if the price is within 20% of what Citizens is offering, then the private carrier takes the business. The point being, the goal is to get people out of that insurer of last resort. That's, that's the goal. It's called depopulating. And you might hear the phrase that uh, part of what we're trying to do in California is to depopulate the California fair plan. That's a good thing, right? Because we don't want to be with the fair plan. That's sort of a you know stopgap. We go there temporarily while we can. So for this article to be saying, hey, this is a bad thing because it's going to let insurance companies meet the obligation by taking people away from the fair plan. Well, yeah, that's the point. If we could make sure that there was nobody with the California Fair Plan, they would all be with private insurance companies. That would be a good thing. So for them to reference this and say, hey, look, they can meet their commitment by writing policies that were with the Fair Plan <laughs> is a good thing. How they're trying to spin that to be a bad thing, while at the same time, everybody knows and they know as well, the goal is to try and have less people with the Fair Plan is beyond me. And again, they're referencing this nonsense about being allowed to offer bare bones, limited benefit, high cost policies. And that's just not mentioned anywhere. So again, scratching my head, looking at a headline, a bullet point in an article published by a, technically, I guess we would say it's a, it's a reputable source, it should be. Uh, and then looking at their conclusions and just kind of scratching my head and wondering how, how did this happen? How did we get here? As you know, and we may have discussed it in a previous show, uh, the California Fair Plan has been growing and growing and growing and growing. 
because there is this shortage in California. So people are going there because they don't have the option to go anywhere else. We also talked about discounts that are available. I believe the uh, show that just aired prior to mine talked about two discounts that were recently approved and available. And uh, that's a good thing to try and help people get a lower premium with fair plan. But again, the goal is not to be with the California fair plan. The point is to be able to get private insurance whenever possible. Right. So that that's a good thing. Something else that it mentions is that um, even the insurance companies that do not meet the 85 percent, they keep talking about this 85 percent. Again, mind you, right now it's zero. So 85 is pretty good that don't meet this market penetration will have the benefits of the rest of the legislation and the rest of the regulation. And again, I scratch my head and I say, well, yes, this makes sense, doesn't it? If you do everything you're supposed to do, you get the benefits that you get. And if you are able to show the insurance commissioner, again, the one we elected, the one that we trust to take care of us and do all the right things for us. Uh, that you've done all the right things, you've written your commitment amount, you're doing all the right things, then of course you're going to be in a position to have all of the other benefits that the legislations and these regulations have. I, I don't understand why that's uh, even an issue. It's obvious. It's like saying, hey, you know what? If I take a quarter and put it in the bubblegum machine and I twist and I get three bubblegums, I get to keep all of them. Yeah, that's why you put the quarter in, right? You did it because you knew you'd get three bubblegum. And and that's, wow, did I just date myself with that? Does everyone even know what I'm talking about? I sure hope so. I sure hope so. Anyway, uh, so that that's the issue there is, is that, yes, everybody, all of the insurance carriers, the entire industry gets the benefit of all of the regulations. They don't pick and choose. They don't get, they don't punish some carriers for doing what they're supposed to do or not doing what they're not supposed to do. If everyone follows the rules, everybody gets the benefits. If they don't follow the rules, then they won't get the benefit. Believe me, the California Department of Insurance is extremely consumer friendly. They are big time, if I can use that expression, into consumer advocating and being sure that people get the best they possibly can, the best coverage, the best rate, and insurance companies that are solvent enough to be able to remain in place. Now, it's important to note, and again, I'm not going to get into specific names, but you should keep in mind that ironically, and I use that word, I think correctly, ironically, the organization that is putting out this incorrect and poorly spun information has made, and I'm not exaggerating, tens of millions of dollars, not just from insurance companies, but from all of us as policyholders. Believe it or not, yes, this particular organization that put this article out that is literally trying to prevent us from having regulations changed that will reopen the insurance market in California that will bring competition back to California has actually made tens of millions of dollars from insurance companies directly and again, from policyholders indirectly and directly. We'll talk about that at a later point and we'll get into a little bit more about how those how they've made that kind of money. And, and it almost seems like they're shooting themselves in the foot by doing this. And I think you'll understand why as we move on a little further. Now, uh, another part that is mentioned, uh, and then I'll give you what the, I'll let you think about it, but I bet you'll know the answer. It says, 
The proposal does not require insurance companies to meet their commitment, nor does it explain how it will be monitored, nor is there any timeline to show how uh, timeline and nothing to show how it will be kept in compliance. Well, this is draft regulations, draft potential guidelines. So what do you expect? Of course, all the details are not going to be there yet. These are emails flying back and forth saying, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? What do you think about this? What do you think about that? You're not going to get the nitty gritty. You're not going to get everything in it. But again, it made a great headline. Look, look how terrible this is. They're not even talking about a timeline. They're not talking about how they're going to monitor compliance. <sighs> Can you tell I'm getting a little wound up with this? All right. In, in that case, I'm going to take a break. Again, this is Carl Sussman, and you are listening to the Insurance Hour on KZSB, 1290 AM and 96.9 FM. The Insurance Hour with me, your host, Carl Sussman on KZSB Santa Barbara, 1290 AM and 96.9 FM. Send your questions to carl at am1290kzsb.com. Call 805-564-1290. Hello, hello. Here I am back again. I want to jump in again and remind you, this is Carl Sussman, and you're listening to the Insurance Hour on KZSB, 1290 AM and 96.9 FM. Be sure to reach out to me with any questions, or if you want more details on what I'm discussing, uh, best way is email carl at am1290kzsb.com. It's Carl with a K, and 805-564-1290. Old enough to remember that 805 is Santa Barbara. Always, always, always. I'm happy to see an 805 number because I know that it's somewhere. And let me think it's Thousand Oaks area up to Santa Barbara. I'm not not quite sure how much further north you go. But see that 805 and I think of Cabrillo Street. And I think about riding those bikes and being on the beach and and that dolphin fountain and all that good stuff. So get out there today. uh, Enjoy it. All right, going back into this, the next section, I don't want you to think that uh, these emails that were taken and this article that was written were all uh, had all incorrect uh, suppositions because there was some parts that it mentioned that were correct. So let me give you one of those, right? Even though they made it seem as if it's a bad thing. The potential regulations, again, we're talking about emails that were talking about theoretical regulations that would potentially be able to be put into place to reopen the California insurance marketplace, get people off the fair plan, re uh, restart the entire industry, bring competition back to the state, blah, blah, you know, all that good stuff, you know, help, help us not have to pay uh, through the nose because the there are no carriers writing. So we have to take whatever we can get. That actually reminds me, somebody said they were shopping for insurance the other day for their home. And I said, well, in this market, you're not really shopping, you're hunting because shopping implies that you can just check a few places, try here, try there, and you really can't. What you're able to do is to go hunting, try and get something. So we're talking about the potential regulations. And one of the things that were discussed was that the insurance carriers, the industry in general, would be able to use what's called catastrophe modeling. 
Okay, cat modeling. You may have heard the phrase, you may have heard about it a little bit. What in the world is it? Okay, catastrophe modeling is a new system uh, that allow, I shouldn't say new, it, it's new to all of us, but it's been around for quite a while. It's just become very sophisticated. It allows the insurance carrier to forecast the potential for a loss, which seems like a good thing, right? You want to pay premium based on how likely is it that your particular house is going to have, let's say, a fire. You don't want to pay the price based on what your next door neighbor's house looks like or what the house across the street looks like or the whole street or the whole neighborhood or even worse, the entire zip code. You want it to be as granular as possible. So right now in California, insurance carriers have not been permitted to use catastrophe modeling. They're only able to look backwards at prior losses. So if it didn't burn before, it'll never burn again or it'll never burn, period which seems a little illogical, but we'll leave that for another time. Now, here's the good news. Catastrophe modeling is something that the insurance department, the Department of Insurance in California has been looking into and having meetings for. I spoke at one of the meetings. And when I say they're looking into it heavily, they are really looking into it. Um, there's been two or three public webinars where they discuss the pros and the cons and everything in between. And I'm pleased to tell you that the first time ever a California association or an insurer has been given permission to use catastrophe modeling. And that's with the California Fair Plan Association. So the California Fair Plan Association with new policies that are coming out, I believe December 1st and starting to renew are able to use a form of catastrophe modeling. This is a good thing, P.S. This is a very good thing. They're actually using a form of artificial intelligence called Zesty AI. I know the name is just too funny, but that what can I tell you? We, we don't name them. We just use them. The point is that this is all a good thing because now the insurance industry, at least the fair plan so far that's gotten permission to do it, is able to look at your house on a house by house basis. They're able to look and see, is there a tree hanging over your house? If so, they can charge one rate. If you have, uh, let's say, several different structures on your property, old wood sheds, things like that, that could be more potentially a fire risk, they can charge for that. If your house is, you know, built in such a way, there's nothing close by, there are, you, you've, you've done all the right things to protect it from wildfire, they can charge you accordingly. This is all good. And the California Fair Plan is the first association slash insurance company that has been given rates based on being able to use these types of tools. It's a big deal. Now, I'm mentioning it here because, again, in this article, it talked about how, oh, my goodness, we would potentially allow insurance companies to use catastrophe modeling. They call it black box modeling. They would be able to use, if I remember exactly how it was written, uh, it would allow them to use um, expensive equipment and expensive computer programs that they purchased on Wall Street that we know nothing about to decide our rates. Well, that's just not true. See, here's where it always takes that spin. Yes, they were talking about catastrophe modeling, and that's a good thing. Are they going to purchase these different computer models or make them themselves? Probably both. Is that a bad thing? I don't think so. I think that's part of how competition works. It's no different than how it's always worked. One insurance company might decide that this particular house has a risk factor of X. 
another insurance company might look at that same property and say, nah, I think that's a why. So we're going to have a different price. And guess what? You and me as consumers will have the ability to pick and choose which insurance company we're going to go with based in part on the price. And the price will be based in part based on what the different insurance companies can find with these, I'm making air quotes, scary black box models that nobody understands. Just because you and I don't understand, for example, um, large language models, right? They're called LLM, large language models. You've heard of chat GPT and all these things. Just because you or I might not be able to create one of those, just because we don't necessarily understand the inner workings of how these things work, it doesn't make it for some reason automatically bad. I tell you, if I had to understand everything that I use in this world every day, I think I would be sitting at home on a on a on the dirt floor. I don't think I would have anything. Just because you don't understand something, it does not make it necessarily a bad thing. So again, bad spin because they're tr they were trying to make the point in this article that these regulations would allow insurance companies to use these big unknowns, these big expensive Wall Street created computer models. Well, I got to tell you, I like the idea of insurance carriers having the option to pick and choose how they're going to determine the rates because guess what? Guess what all of these regulations have in common? And of course, this isn't mentioned in the in the email in the uh, in the in the bullet points, but it's in the emails. All of these regulations strengthen the insurance commissioner. It gives that position more authority over insurance companies. And again, we elect the insurance commissioner. They want to stay elected. They're going to do right by us. These are good things. So again, scratching my head, wondering. Why and how did they seem to find a way to create a negative spin off of something that really does nothing other than create more options for consumers? I don't know when creating competition and when creating different pricing tiers for different risks became a bad thing. I mean, our homes are not homogenous. They're not all created equally. A house in Montecito has one risk factor. A house in San Diego has another this is good. This is reasonable. This is logical. Why we shouldn't be able to take all of those factors into consideration when we're coming up with prices for these homes, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't understand how they managed to try and make that into a bad thing. When we know what happens, the antithesis of not having that happen is the insurance marketplace we have right now, which is Basically, 87, I believe, at last check, or 88% of insurance carriers in California have either stopped writing or have severely restricted what they're writing. All right. Now, I've got another point from this article that I'm going to go over with you in a moment. You will not believe this one. It's going to make your, you're going to do a face plant. But let's take a break right now. Remember, this is Carl, and I am with the, the host of the Insurance Hour on KZSB, 1290 AM and 96.9 FM. Talk to you in a minute. This is KZSB Santa Barbara, 1290 AM and 96.9 FM. I am Carl Sussman, host of The Insurance Hour, live every Tuesday at 12 o'clock PM. Keep in mind, insurance policies are insurance policies, meaning you have it in case you have a loss. It's not an investment. It's not something you put money in with the guaranteed expectation of getting money out. That's a bank account. 
All right, we are back. I am Carl Sussman with the Insurance Hour. Thanks for spending the afternoon with me. This is KZSB 1290 AM and 96.9 FM. We are talking still, believe it or not, about this unbelievable article that I read that uh, tries to put a negative spin on bringing competition back to California. This next few, these next few I'm going to give you are going to just blow your mind. I mean, they just will. Let me read it exactly as the headline was listed in the article. Nothing requires insurers to charge a price that consumers are able to pay. Okay, just let that sink in. Let me even read it again. Nothing requires insurers to charge a price that consumers are able to pay. When in the world did we come up? When when did it become a thing that we're going to legislate and regulate a private company to make sure that their price is something that that a client can afford? When did that become a thing? You know what? I, I'd like to add to this. Let's say I think everyone should have a Tesla. So I think we should pass some type of regulation that says that the, you know, the whatever regulating body deals with vehicles should make sure that Tesla makes vehicles at a price that consumers are able to pay. No, not. How about Ford? How about Toyota? I mean, I think we should make sure that they offer us a car that we can afford to pay. I mean, that's that's okay, right? We we can regulate that. We can legislate that. Huh? It literally says this that nothing in the proposed legislation talks about being able to offer coverage that consumers are able to pay. Well, I'll tell you one thing. They're not able to pay what they're paying right now. People are starting to go without insurance because prices are so high. And what we need is competition back. We need the insurance companies back and writing and competing for your business so that the prices will start to go down, right down. That's what we want. And we can't regulate, we can't force an insurance company, a private company, to charge a price that, I'm making air quotes, we just arbitrarily decide a consumer can afford. What consumer? Me? You? Richard Dugan? The president? The secretary of state? Your next door neighbor? Who? It's it's preposterous. Okay, here, here's another one I'm going to read you. And this one is just flat out wrong. It says that it directs the commissioner to fast track agency approval of rates, prioritizing speed over accuracy and derailing the requirement for insurance companies to open their books and justify a rate increase. It says that as a headline. And guess what? That is simply not what is in the emails. It's not what is said, period. Just not. The crazy thing is the current regulations that are on the books, you've heard about it, Prop 103, there's there's timing that goes into that. How long between when an insurance company submits the a request for a change versus when it actually has to respond to the insurance company and if there's any goings back and forth. And guess what? None of that has happened probably for 25 years because those timelines are short. I recently heard about a filing that an insurance company made that, and it took over a thousand days. Do the math before it was seen, heard, and approved by the Department of Insurance. Now, I'm not I'm not pointing the finger at anybody for it. I'm sure there was some back and forth going on, but I can promise you, if you read Proposition 103, the spirit of the language in that is not to have something take a thousand days. How is any insurance company, how is any company in general supposed to be nimble enough to make 
choices about how it prices things and what it does to try and be competitive when it has to try and be prepared that any change it makes in its appetite, its underwriting, or its pricing could take three years before it's approved. How do you possibly do business like that? I, I, I can't even I can't even fathom how that would be. Literally, I can't even fathom how that would be. At any rate, that's there. Are you ready for the next one? It says that these regulations would impose new limitations on public participation in rate review, effectively precluding public input at each decision point and increasing incentives for the insurance companies to withhold data. I mean, it's just not there. It doesn't exist. It's not in the emails. It's not It's not a thing. It literally, it's, I mean, is it fair to call it clickbait? I don't even know. It's just simply not there. It's actually the opposite. If you read the emails, it talks about how they're trying to create more people to get involved with these rate hearings in the event they happen. Guess what? Right now, there's one entity, it just so happens, it's the entity that authored this baloney article where they, all of these things that I'm pointing out, one entity is responsible for over 90% of every appeal that an insurance company has made. And this is the company that's made tens of millions of dollars every time it makes, uh, not every time, in in in, uh, in summation, uh, after all of these appealings that it's made, it's the same entity. So yes, these regulations are doing just the opposite. It's trying to invite other people into the conversation. It's trying to get the public, not just one entity to charge X dollars an hour for their attorneys to be able to bill and to be able to make money every time it decides it wants to try and appeal some type of a rate. And the Department of Insurance is doing a good job. They are pushing back against this particular company and saying, look, if you're going to appeal something, you can't just raise your hand and say, don't like it. You have to actually give a reason, a significant reason that you want to appeal this. And this is the first time that this has actually happened. It's it's really a big deal because in the past, you would not have had the Department of Insurance push back on anybody that wants to have a rate uh, hearing. Okay. And here is the last one that I want to point out. These regulations would force all of the money that is being spent on these rate hearings to become transparent. These numbers that I'm telling you about that this particular group has uh, been making, they would have to start showing that. That's transparency. They would have to show how much money they're making for all of these appeals. Now, I, I have to point out, the article says they support this part of the regulations. <laughs> I'm laughing. All of a sudden, now they support transparency. All of a sudden, now that they've made all of this money and they're being forced to, now they're saying, sure, that's fine. We don't have a problem with that. Why? Why now? If they're all into transparency and they support the fact that these regulations would require them to disclose how much money they're making, why haven't they done it before? Why have they been hiding how much they've been making? Why isn't that the first thing when you go on their website? Why don't we find out instead of just seeing an article that says, hey, we've appealed this on your behalf and XYZ happened. Oh, and by the way, it cost 
we got paid X number of dollars, which the insurance companies are going to pay. You might get a surcharge back for it. Uh, you might see it affected in your rates later, uh, but what, that part just never seemed to make it to, in their communication. Now they are going to have to disclose how much money they are making every single time they have one of these rate uh, hearings that they that they're applying for. So I find that absolutely phenomenal. I like the fact how they've all of a sudden come around and said, yeah, yeah, we're into that. We want to tell you how much money we've been making off of the consumer. Really, really, we do. Uh-huh. We just have chosen not to do it in the past, but we really love the idea all of a sudden. And if you believe that, I'll just leave it at that. All right, you ready for another one? It also says that these regulations would allow for, and I'm making air quotes again, a bailout of insurance companies by paying surcharges to cover fair plan losses. Okay, I'm gonna make this as quickly as quickly cleared up as possible. Bailout, okay, oh, and nobody likes a bailout. Nobody likes a bailout. Nobody likes the idea of, being, of bailing out an insurance company. It just so happens that the fair plan has never run out of money. It just so happens that they're backed by every admitted insurance company out there. And guess what? Guess who would have to approve any potential surcharge to try and get money back, assuming the fair plan runs out of money and assuming that the insurance company is all every admitted company has to chip in. Guess who would have to approve that first? It's called the insurance commissioner. Again, our consumer advocate. Do you think they're going to be approving lots of those? The answer is no. So again, it's a non-starter, but wow, doesn't that sound great? We're going to prevent their, the big insurance company bailout. What a bunch of hogwash. All right, one more quick break, and then we'll wrap all of this up together. I am Carl. This is the Insurance Hour on KZSB 1290 AM and 96.9 FM. <laughs> Insurance Hour with me, your host, Carl Sussman on KZSB Santa Barbara, 1290 AM and 96.9 FM. I'm live every Tuesday at 12 o'clock PM, replay at 7 o'clock PM, and you can hear it again Wednesday, 6 o'clock AM, Saturday, 7 o'clock PM, and Sunday, 1 o'clock PM. Sussman here, the Insurance Hour on KZSB, 1290 AM and 96.9 FM. We've been talking about this article that was posted by a an organization uh, with links to um, obtained emails. And I think by now you can probably tell I'm not a fan. I am not a fan. The sad part about it is when you look at all of this and you realize this happened in August, this is what you heard about, that there were some regulations that were trying to be quote unquote forced through at the last minute. These all would have been pretty good things. We would be in a much better place as an insurance industry and as consumers in California had something been done because inaction is an action, right? And not being able to get anything done is a bad thing, not a good thing, not when you know there has to be change. Now, I want to leave a few things off that I take it back. I'm going to say them anyway. 
there are regulations on the books right now that affect the insurance industry that are not great. They, they stifle competition. They're just not great, right? I mean, there are different departments of insurance all across the country. California has one. Every state has one. And some of them need to be changed. And I know that that's nobody likes to hear that, right? Everyone thinks, oh, yeah, insurance, you just want to change things. It gets bad for us. Good for the insurance companies. No, look, all laws are not good forever. All regulations are not good forever. We have a state assembly because we know laws need to be changed every now and then. Heck, even the United States Constitution, there's a process to make changes to that law, the biggest law of the land, because we know times change, because we know that at some point we have to change what's on the books to reflect the reality that we're living in today. I am not trying to tow the insurance company line. I am not trying to say we need to kowtow and give the insurance carriers everything they want. Far from it. And believe me, they have far from it. What I am saying what is, is that when you're reading information online and when you're hearing things that are going on that affect the insurance industry and the insurance market in California, do a little bit of digging. Because there are some folks out there, there are some organizations out there that are willing to say things that are straight up just wrong. And they're even willing to say them in such a way where they'll, they'll give you references to things that contradict what they're saying. I mean, wow, that blows my mind. So keep in mind, you need to be diligent. You need to be sure that you're aware of what's going on and understand that just because you hear it or read it on one source, check behind the curtain. See what it is that's being referenced. See what the agenda actually is. And most importantly, use your head. Be logical. Think about something. Think about other businesses other than the insurance industry. What creates competition? Well, lots of someone selling something creates competition. What do we have right now? Very few companies, <clears throat> excuse me, companies selling something. And what do we have when we have very few companies selling something? We have high prices. We need to stop letting perfection be the enemy of better. We need to understand that there have to be some changes to regulations that are on the books right now. And we need to get the insurance industry back on track so it can start competing, so it can start getting our rates more in line with what's affordable and that reflect what our actual risks are. Thank you so much for listening again. This is Carl Sussman with the Insurance Hour on KZSB, 1290 AM and 96.9 FM. Thank you so much. And we will chat again soon. Stay safe, everyone. <laughs>